Hey, I'm Natalie Abbott. And I'm Vera Schmitz. We are sisters who host the Dwell Differently podcast. We help you memorize and meditate on one Bible verse every month. And all month long on our podcast, we talk about what that verse means, why it matters, and how we can apply that verse to our daily lives. Hey, welcome back to the Dwell Differently podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Abbott. And I'm her sister, Vera Schmutz. Okay. It's 2024, guys. Wow. I'm going to sing us in with a little intro of my name. Sorry. Sorry about that. We're here. (laughs) No, we're here. We're still here. We're still doing this, guys. In fact, I know that there's going to be some people here who are listening to this the first time and uh, if you bear with us, I feel like, I feel like there's some good stuff in here. <laughs> hang on, uh, people. So hang on, keep hanging on. And if not, I get it. We're, we are maybe a, a little bit of an acquired taste. We've already <laughs> lost them. They're gone. They gone. Okay. Everybody who's still here, Romans 12, 12 is what we are memorizing and focusing on. I think it's an awesome verse for the beginning of the year. I'm super excited about it. But it also, it's like a kind of fear and trepidation thing because it's a little bit gritty. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but it's Romans 12, 12. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. It's so good. It's <laughs> so good. But you're right, though. I mean, it's like really cute to be like, be joyful, be patient, be faithful, mm, put it on a sign and hang it above my toilet. Um, but then whenever, <laughs> whenever you actually try or oh, actually look dude. at yes. what it's saying, there's a lot there that I'm super convicted. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So for those of you who haven't yet listened to the teaching episode at the beginning of the month, we always have a teaching episode. Go back and listen to that episode because we really dive into the book of Romans and what it's saying and why we can say things like be joyful in hope and patient in affliction and faithful in prayer because it's all standing on the foundation of the good news of Jesus and his goodness for us that we are living in in grace and mercy and and the the joy that we have is based on the hope of Jesus and what he has done on our behalf so it can it can kind of seem a little bit like Vera said like w- when you really start to think about it like ooh this is mm-hmm. this is hard stuff but when you put it in its context of the gospel and especially in the book of Romans and what Paul is talking about throughout the entire book and and the amazing truth of the gospel, this is, it's like, oh, well, that that's why this makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I sometimes fear these kind of verses because I know that they've been thrown out at people who are walking through really tough things. And a Christian who's trying to be helpful will tell them to be joyful and hope. And it can seem like added salt on a wound. And again, it's because the whole picture of the whole story of Jesus and why it's possible to be joyful in hope isn't told along with that like catchphrase of be joyful in hope, be patient in affliction, be faithful in prayer. It's like, we got to look at the whole thing. So yeah, definitely listen to the context episode. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, we have a God who, who went through every affliction on our behalf. So when we're called to be patient in affliction, it's because he's with us and we're faithful in prayer because he's with us and he's talking to us through that difficult situation. And we have this, this blessed hope. But today we're going to talk some practical issues. We're going to talk about how does the rubber meet the road? How do, how do we wait well? 
So how do we wait well? That's that's the real overarching question because all of these things are things that are not yet. Mm-hmm. We hope for something that we don't yet have. We endure faithfully because something is hard and we're not yet at the end of it, right? So we can we can be patient in our affliction and we're faithful in prayer because we're praying for the things that again, they're not yet. They're the things we long for and we want. So how can we be faithful in that waiting? How can we wait well? But before we dive into that, so we we always talk about the questions on the back of the cards that we send out for people. So if you are a Dwell member, you get these cards in the mail or you get them in your digital download kit. So these are questions to kind of help you have a conversation with other people or for you to journal about or whatever. But our first question on that card, which I think is a really great question, is talk about a time when you had to wait for something. What was waiting like? And did you ever get the thing you wanted or waited for? And what was that like? So Vera, tell me about a time when you had to wait. Mm-hmm. You know, before I can answer that, it just, I have to say that I don't think we wait very well. And I've I've seen this pop up on, you know, social media and that kind of thing where people are talking about how we can't, we don't know how to wait anymore. I mean, mm. you can at least in St. Louis where I live, like I can next day or I can same day order diapers if I run out on Amazon. Like I can, Mm. I can choose the option that delivers at 5 PM between 5 and 7 PM. Like that is tricky (laughs) when we live in a, in a society where we can get anything we want immediately almost. And Mm -hmm. so I think that to think about what this verse is implying that we are waiting for something that we don't yet have, we are not conditioned to wait at all. Mm. Yeah. It reminds me, there's an arcade fire song from years ago that talks about the the chorus is we used to wait. And it says, we used to sign letters. We used to write our names. Like I remember when I was engaged, my future husband, Jason was in Hungary for a summer long mission. And in fact, rudely, he had asked me to marry him and then he left two days later. So rude. But we didn't have good access. Like he didn't have access to, I mean, there was email at the time, but we didn't really, he didn't really have access to that all the time. And so we wrote letters back and forth and I would wait for, I would like anticipate every time I went to the mailbox looking for a letter from my beloved. Like this is my future husband and I can't wait to to read something from him. And that is just not not a thing it's that we thing. really do. I mean, we send an email, we send a text. It's I mean, it's like they didn't respond to my text and I texted them like 15 minutes ago. I know. It's, it's <laughs> insane. I saw a really funny reel on Instagram and and the guy was like, "Oh, you kids, you love the 90s so much. If you love the 90s so much, much Go to the bus stop. Go to the bus stop without your phone, <laughs> and then and then look at your feet, and then and wait for the bus, and and look at your feet, and then you're you're gonna get bored. So then pick up stones and throw them at the stop sign, and then you're gonna get bored again, and and then look at your feet. And anyway, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, like that that was our childhood, sitting on the curb waiting for mom to pick me up after school, and she forgot or mm. she's running late or whatever. So I just don't think we have that skill so much anymore. But isn't it? wonderful when you did get that letter from Jason mm. in the mail. It mm. makes me, th- because we're coming off at Christmas, makes me think of Ralphie. Is it Ralphie or Randy? Waiting for his decoder pin from or- little Ralphie. orphan Annie in <laughs> The Christmas Story. And every day he runs to the mailbox to see if it's there. 
And so, yeah, I think I can't think of a specific thing that I've really had to wait for recently. Not for a long time. It's been a long time since I was like really waiting for something. And 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 needing something something physical and silly. I mean, I'm I'm waiting in spiritual things all the time, but I don't even think we we wait for phys- physical things very long. No, no. I mean, the longest thing I wait for is probably my next haircut. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should have called sooner. My split ends. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, yeah, I'm that I'm that guy who calls when I have needed a haircut for two weeks already, and then I have to wait. You're like, do you have any openings right now? Can I get on your cancellation list? You don't yes. know. You don't know how many cancellation lists I'm on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too real. <laughs> it is. It is. That's just my life. I'm not a planner. Okay, so let's move on to one of our next questions. I, I think question three is really great. It says, "How does seeing your unrealized hopes through the lens of your blessed hope, Jesus Christ?" give you joy in the waiting. Because that first little phrase there, be joyful in hope, I really feel like those other two things are dependent on that. So if our hope is in Christ and we can have joy in that, then I think we can be patient in affliction. Then I think we can be faithful in prayer. But but how do we have that joy in our hope? Again, it's it's a thing that is is not yet. We hope for things that are not yet mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So how does seeing your unrealized hopes through the lens of that give you joy in the waiting? That's a complicated question. <laughs> Sounds like a big, <laughs> big waiting question. To be honest, as I've gotten older, you know, through the end of my twenties and then my, my early thirties, I sometimes look at my husband or close friends and I'll be like, man, I just feel like things have gotten tough. (laughs) You know, you have friends (laughs) who are going through real, real life, big time adult struggles, really hard things. You watch hard things happen to people in your community, in your church, in your family. And the, ache of those moments mm. um, causes this question to come about in your heart where I'm like, how do, how do I hope in this particular situation? How is there any hope here? And mm. I think that in those moments of ache, I always remember the C.S. Lewis quote from Mere Christianity where he talks about how when we have that feeling inside of us, like longing for something more, it's because we were created for something more. It's because my soul deep in the inside knows that I was created for heaven. I was created for eternity. I was created for worship. I was created for all things to be made new. And so that ache I'm feeling in that moment for relationships and for for healings and for all sorts of things that I see going on that just aren't quite right. In those moments, I, I have to realize that that's because this isn't it. And I have a promise that all of these things are going to be made right. They're all going to be made new. Everything is going to be healed. All the relationships are going to be reconciled because we're going to be made right with God in eternity forever. Mm. And that's where my hope comes. Like in those moments when you're just like, oh, not that again, or you know, you hear a terrible story and you're just like you're you are so sad. I remember be joyful and hope because I know that this is not it. Mm. 
Yeah. For for those of you who want a good place to go in scripture to read about that, Romans 8 is a really awesome spot. It talks about creation groaning, that all of creation groans for things to be made new, that we groan with creation, longing for things to be made right. Mm-hmm. And we see then towards the end of that chapter of Romans, which is the same book where we find this verse about Christian living. So again, this is the foundation of how we can live like this. If you're reading this in the context, people would have been reading this like it's a letter. So they they just got done hearing about creation groaning mm-hmm. and about how Christ is going to make all things new and how nothing can separate us from the love of Christ Jesus. And so those are the things that fuel our hope. Mm-hmm. Like a hope that is in something temporal if it, i mean we we all have things that we go through that are really difficult i mean i can think of i can think of 10 things just off the top of my head that i've been through in the last couple of years that have been really significant and hard if my hope is in the outcome if my hope is in that thing being fixed then i can't have joy in that waiting, because until I receive, hopefully I do, the the goal that I have or the, the thing that I need, right? The thing that I'm faithfully praying for, the thing that I am, that I'm longing for, the, the affliction to be done with, right? If those are the things that my hope is in, mm-hmm. then there can be no joy. But if my hope is in Christ and knowing that he is going to make all things right, that even in that affliction and trial, even in that in that difficulty, I can pray with confidence. Mm-hmm. I can be faithful. I can talk to my Lord. I can lay out all of my sadness and all of my brokenness. And I may not, I may not be happy, but I can have joy knowing that there is a good end to the suffering that we that we find in this world, mm-hmm. the afflictions that we go through. And Vera's right, like that longing we have. These, these hard things that we go through, God isn't just willy-nilly giving us difficulties. He is using those things to draw us into a closer relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful part, is that component of being faithful in prayer. I really do feel like when we go through difficult seasons, at least for me personally, I may go through a, a season where I'm angry at God and I feel distant and I I don't like what I'm going through and I don't want to talk about it with him. But at the point where I turn my face towards him and I acknowledge like you have gone through every suffering on my behalf, you have been afflicted in ways I can't even begin to understand. And you are with me now in this. Mm -hmm. That is when I find the joy, even in, in suffering. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I can resonate with that. I always go back to those darkest moments where the afflictions were extreme. And I've talked about it plenty of times on here, but spent about a, a whole year in, in pretty intense anxiety and could not shake it by my own strength. And waking up every morning and many times in the night and just wanting so badly for that anxiety to be lifted. And you're 100% right that like, when I realized, and you can't always see it when you're in it, but when I realized that even if I 
am afflicted with this and continue to be afflicted with this, the nearness and the closeness and the comfort of Jesus. It is everything. And that did give me joy. Like I just remember holding tight to him and knowing he was my hope. Because that's literally all I, I had, you know, even though I had a, an amazing husband who was supporting me and, you know, I could have reached out to anyone at any point. It was really Jesus. That was my hope and my joy. And mm. that that's the that's the kind of joy we're talking about. Mm. The kind that gives you a peace and a confidence in the middle of the storm. I didn't know if that affliction was going to subside. I didn't know. And yet I was able to be with Jesus and he was faithful to me and kind to me. And that is a cup overflowing. Thanks, Vera. That's beautiful. All right. So I think we have time for one more quick concept. And I, I really do think this is a key component of going through hard things with patience. So this joy and hope, patience and affliction, it's being faithful in prayer and prayer being bringing those things, that those hard things to God in tandem with the hope that we have in Christ, because those two things don't go together, right? Humanly, we're like, this is not, why would I have joy in, in suffering? And yet throughout the Bible, you see, you know, you see Jesus for the joy that was set before him enduring the cross. So there is this confusing reality, this kind of miraculous absurdity which is being able to have joy even when we're going through hard things. And I think that that little phrase, be faithful in prayer, really is the expression of those two things in tandem mm -hmm. and with our Lord. So how does the faithfulness of Jesus help you faithfully continue in your long-term vulnerable prayers? That's the question on the card. But really, like, how does having Jesus as our hope give us the ability then to, to vulnerably continue in that faithfulness and prayer and have those conversations with our God who ultimately is in control of our hard things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like you could, you could take this cup from me, Lord. And yet here I still am. I mean, the beautiful thing about being faithful in prayer is that when I'm faithless, he's faithful. So mm. in, particularly in these hard seasons that I have gone through seasons where it's hard and what you were describing where you're like angry or maybe bitter or you're just mm -hmm. so self-absorbed in your situation that you have yet to even talk to God about it. And, yeah. and even still, he's faithful. It's not dependent on, upon my faithfulness. He is faithful in his own self. And so I think that that is a good reminder to myself and to anybody who's listening that if you haven't talked to him in a while, it's okay. Like he's faithful. You are not being faithful. He is faithful. And today is the perfect time to present your request to God. Mm. Today is the perfect, now is the perfect time to bring the raw self to him with your requests and your frustrations and your hopes and your longings and and to faithfully show up and just say, this is actually who I am and what I'm going through. 
and just just watch his faithfulness. I mean, there have been multiple times in my life where I I remember just being like, man, I have not shown up in prayer on these things. And then I show up and I'm like, why was I not doing that? Why why was I being resisted? <laughs> like, why was I resisting? And so that's kind of my encouragement here is like, you you can be faithful in prayer, but remember, he's faithful, not dependent on you. Mm. And I would just encourage you one last time, read Romans 8, because in Romans 8, it talks about how the Spirit helps us in our weakness, even when we don't know what we should pray for, that He intercedes on our behalf. And there is a beauty in that vulnerable space where you're like, I, you might be at a place where you're just like, I don't even know what to say right now to you, God. God will meet you in that. So two challenges for you. Read Romans 8 and take all the stuff that you're holding on to, anything that's come up as we've been talking that you're like, mm, yeah, actually, because uh, we all have our junk and bring it before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8, 28. Guys, Romans 8. Romans 8. It's my actual, <laughs> it's my actual go-to when I, when I am in it and I don't know what to read or what to pray. That is, that chapter is worth memorizing in, in its entirety. Yeah. And that again, that's foundational for what we're called to do in terms of Christian living, of being joyful in hope and faithful in prayer and patient in affliction. So take that in, allow that to be your spiritual food. If you're listening to this right now and you've got an extra, I don't know, five minutes, probably less, put that Bible app on your phone and listen to it. Like just put like, Finish out the rest of your drive listening to Romans 8. I, I would just encourage you. It's so such a, a worthwhile listen. Just let that wash over you because it is beautiful. I just want to encourage everybody. It's going to be a great year. God always yes. shows up. He always yes. meets us. He always has something good for us. Even today, he is good to me just talking through this verse. So I encourage you guys to just join us. Be Be here. You know, you can be a member or you can just screenshot our Instagram posts. We don't really care. We just want you to get God's word because it is so good. And it is, it really is the, the food for our lives. Amen. Amen. All right. 2024. Here we go. <laughs> we going. All right. Thanks, V. Thanks for listening, friends. I have a little public service announcement for you. If you have never been to our website, dwelldifferently.com, you should go over there because we have all kinds of devotional resources there for you. We would just love for you to visit over there. We have year upon year upon year of verses that we have been memorizing. Every month we memorize one new verse. And every month we post at least four devotionals on that verse. So if you're thinking, I'd like to memorize a couple more verses or another verse every month, then that's a great way to do it. So go on over to dwelldifferently.com and check out all of our old resource content. Just go to the devotional page and you can find all kinds of stuff there. It's free and we just would love to help you connect with God in that way. Mm -hmm.